Hi, and welcome to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. I'm Melly, a certified Akashic reader, past life psychic, and channeling coach. And today I am joined by Joy Ueno, who will share her knowledge and experience about lucid dreaming. But before Joy joins us, I have an announcement to make. As you know, my co-host and co-founder of the Tea with Intuitives podcast, Brittany Woods, took a step back from podcasting life a few months ago to focus on her painting and photography career. And recently, she took the decision to continue to focus fully on these occupations. So unless things change, she will not be coming back on the podcast anytime soon. And I was obviously saddened uh, our duo is no longer in the podcasting world, but I've been following her journey as an artist and I completely get it. She's fully thriving in what she does and I wish her the best. So now there has been some changes for me too and I decided to pause the podcast for a few months. As you might have heard, I signed a book deal, yay! Signed it a few months ago with a French publishing house who approached me to write a guide about the Akashic Records. So I'll be pausing the podcast and also posting less on social media while I dedicate my time to writing the book. I will also keep working on my elemental activation series. So the next remote energy healing will be with the water dragon, which I started to connect with. And we have a pretty fun and joyful dragon here. So I'm excited to create this offering for emotional healing. And all this being said, I am still offering Akashic readings and tarot readings. And the best way to keep in touch with me is definitely via my newsletter as there are special offerings I am only offering to my newsletter subscriber. So back to the topic of this episode, I have a very fun episode for you about lucid dreaming with Joy Ueno, who you might remember from the episode on magical realism. And Joy is the host of the Glimmering podcast. It's a serial podcast about spiritual awakenings and living in a state of magical realism. And I was a guest on season two, by the way. If you haven't checked that, check that out. Um, If you haven't already, I'll put it in the show notes. And she's also an author. And right now you can read The Glimmering Notebook, which is a series of newsletter articles about connecting with your spiritual support team. And you can subscribe to this series and or read the articles on her Substack. But between you and me, you really want to subscribe because that's how you get the extra glimmering podcast episodes that you cannot get anywhere else. All right, let's all meet Joy now and discover her thoughts and experiences on lucid dreaming. Hello, Joy. Welcome to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. Hi, Nelly. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to have you for a second time. And um, before we go into anything about magic and lucid dreaming, let's start the right way at Tea with Intuitives. And Joy, let me know, what tea are you drinking? I am just drinking straight up holy basil. Wow. Uh, holy basil. <laughs> yeah, it's really good for grounding. Um, and like heart opening. So I drank, I have a cacao practice now that I do every ritual every morning. Um, but that was just like enough caffeine for me for the day. So I've moved on to holy basil. How about you? Uh, not holy basil. Actually, I have two cups because since I'm interviewing you, I'll have lots of time to drink. So I thought "Hmm, two cups. First one I have is a mushroom. They call it mushroom coffee, but there's absolutely no caffeine in it. Yes. Um, it's just, it's chaga mushroom. And I really, I love the name of the company. Check it out. They are called Akasha. Akasha. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah, and I love it. And my second cup is a cinnamon cardamom tea so very Christmassy because we're recording this on December 9th so I'm in the Christmas vibes it's coming yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. So, Joy, um, today I would like to talk to you about lucid dreaming because I've heard about your story on your podcast, The Glimmering, and I just want to know, you know, all, all your story, all your experiences. But first, for the people who don't know what lucid dreaming is, what do they need to know? So, lucid dreaming is when you become aware that you're dreaming and conscious that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. And a lot of people like to do, some people can do this very naturally, like it just happens to them while they're sleeping. My husband used to have this happen to him when he was a kid a lot. So he would be like asleep and then he'd go, oh, I'm dreaming. And then a lot of people will do things that they can't do in the physical world while they're lucid dreaming. So flying, you know, seeing people who have passed on, um, like, you know, flying planes that they don't necessarily know how to fly in real life, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but my husband wasn't doing things like that. He was just sort of exploring. And he would sometimes stumble upon people who are beings who weren't exactly human. And in one of his experiences, he like opened like a door and there was this being there and this being looked at him and said, you're not supposed to be here. And he closed the door. <laughs> what? Crazy. I do think that there is this like, you know, when we dream, we're able to interact with realms that we can't necessarily interact with easily in the human body. And so I was very fascinated by this idea of lucid dreaming um, just because I wanted to see what is it like to fly or can I communicate more easily with people? For people who don't know, I've been on this spiritual awakening and for the last like three years. So I guess it's at this point, maybe not the awakening anymore, but on this journey. And um, part of it has been like this um, kind of deep dive into mediumship in order to communicate with people on the other side. And I thought, well, maybe this will be an easy way to communicate with people on the other side. I'll be able to see them. And like, I was getting a lot of messages that I should try lucid dreaming and I'll be able to talk to them and believe it, you know? And um, lo and behold, it is not an easy thing for most of us to do. So it was quite a journey. Yeah, so how did you get to learn about how to lucid dream and i mean did you train with someone or just read about it heard a podcast about it yeah so i was getting a lot of messages like in like the way that for me that spirit communicates with me is just by like flooding me with signs so I'll, when I need know that I'm supposed to be kind of doing a deep dive into something, I'll just like see it over and over and over and over again. So mm -hmm. I was seeing a lot of signs about lucid dreaming. It would show up in my Instagram feed. It would show up on YouTube. It would be people just talking to me about it, like out of the blue um, and books. And so I had walked into, there's a metaphysical bookstore that just like every time we go in there, it's in Encinitas. We live in Massachusetts, but we go to California a lot and we were in Encinitas. And there's a bookstore that's like very meaningful to um, myself and my friend Carrie, because Carrie's daughter, who passed, loved that bookstore, still loves that bookstore. <laughs> and so she sends us all of this, these messages when, whenever we're there. And I had walked in and um, there was a lucid dreaming book and it was sort of like sticking out, you know, the rest of the spines were. And at this point, I had so many messages that I was like, well, I guess I'm supposed to probably pick up this book. So I read that book and it was helpful. And then I read some things online and then I really watched like, you know, a hundred YouTube videos about the process of it. Um, and really the process is begins with journaling. Okay. So the sort of key element the foundational element for lucid dreaming is to begin to remember your dreams if you're not someone who naturally remembers your dreams. And I'm not someone who naturally remembers my dreams. And so I started first by just journaling and I would wake up and I'd be like, you lose, I think it's something like you lose like 90% of your dream in like the first five or 10 minutes. And so you have to like wake up and like get the willpower <laughs> to 
<laughs> like reach for a journal in the dark, write something down, and then it helps you to remember it. And that practice was really helpful. Yeah. Um, how did your partner react? That meant that for many, many nights, maybe months, you would just wake up and write down in your journal? Were you waking him up? So James sleeps like a rock. Um, he is not bothered by, I feel like we could have all kinds of things happen around us and nothing, he would just be out like a light. And, and you know, we've received some really interesting um, information from our friend Marilyn Cap, the medium, who's on the season finale of my podcast, about exactly why James is out like a light, which has to do with astral projection. So, um, so I'm like, oh, that's why he's like totally not even there. Um, and so it's been fine. It was fine while it was happening. Um, I could like, in fact, so the next stage after the journaling is um, that you kind of want to get into this. You can try all of these. There are all of these different methodologies. But the one that I found that worked really well for me is to, I was already waking up multiple times in the night. And that was, that was something that I realized was happening because I was meant to be doing this work. So they would say, they say, I think it's like, you want to wake up at like six to between like four to six hours within your sleep cycle. Mm. And that was already naturally happening to me. And I was like, oh, when I read that, I thought that's why that's been happening. And so I would get up and you need to like be up for a good half hour. So I'd get up, like read a book, a journal. James is out. <laughs> then I'd get back into bed, fall back asleep. And that process of like waking yourself up and then going back into the dream state is I think probably the most effective way for most people to get into a lucid state or to get into a state where they're remembering more of their dreams and then working their way toward it. But the other thing is that lucid dreaming, a lot of it has to do with memory. And it's a process of remembering that you want to lucid dream. And so the other thing I was doing was throughout my day, I would poke my palms and ask myself if I was dreaming. And this is not because, I mean, you know, we could say this is a dream, right? Life is a dream, right? Yeah. But this is more so that you're in this practice of poking your palms. And so your consciousness then when you're in the dream state will be in this practice and something strange will happen and you'll go, wait a second, am I dreaming? And if the idea is that because you're not in your physical body, your finger will probably go straight through your hand or something weird will happen when you poke your palms and then you'll go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm dreaming. It's time to wake up. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, I like how you said that you went through all of this because you received so many signs and the reason why you were already waking up anyways was because you were pushed towards experiencing with this and i want to let our listeners know that it is fine if you're not meant to be lucid dreaming or astral project because we're all on different paths and experiences and at a certain point i felt frustrated because i really really wanted to connect more with my guides during my sleep because in my spiritual awakening i would have encounters with them in my sleep and then when i woke up they would still be there with me in the room and i was like oh this is so cool it wasn't scary or anything it was really really special and then it stopped and i was frustrated and i asked why why are you stopping i really like that contact and they went you need to sleep And they explained that that was exactly at the point where I, I was giving more Akashic readings. Mm -hmm. And I needed the sleep. I needed that energy because you give a lot of yourself when you do readings. And so, you know, you might have a phase of your life where 
it is totally fine to have those dreams where maybe you're lucid dreaming, actual projecting, meeting, you know, going into other realms and everything, but it's not always the case. So just if I can just help someone lift that pressure, it's totally fine. Um, but now let's do get back to lucid dreaming. Now I'm fascinated because from what you're explaining at some point, like you touch the palm of your hand and your finger went right through, right? Yes. So I had a dream where I, I just want to say I am not a natural to this. This was not an easy process for me. It was many I want to say it was months before mm. anything happened. And my astral projection, I mean, my um, lucid dreaming experience the first time, it was very minimal. And this is very normal. So what happened was I had this um, dream. I believe I was in some kind of like vacation home with some people that I knew from high school who are still like one of them is still my friend. Um, and she was like out in the pool with her kids. And I remember it was really thinking like, it's very late for her to be out there with her kids. And then we saw another friend and I saw her like walk through a wall. And I remember thinking, that seems unusual. <laughs> and um, then I, so I tapped my hands and my finger went like straight through my hand. And I was like, it's happening. And I think in the process of being like, because, you know, you, when you get excited, you're one of the things they say is you're really supposed to stay calm, like be cool. Okay. And I am not cool. So I was like, oh, it's happening. And um, essentially like woke myself up. And oh, so I need to ask you, did it hurt when your finger went right through your hand? No, I didn't feel anything, which was okay. kind of another sign was, you know, I, I didn't even feel my finger poking my hand you know it just went right through and so i i made a little bit of an effort to keep going um with the astral projection but i'm so glad you said what you said because or with the i'm sorry with the lucid dreaming so i'm so glad you said what you said because it did mess with my sleep right it created this cycle of waking up and like it, it was sometimes hard to get back to sleep all this stuff. And I kind of feel like it's been a real balancing act between like, what is, what do I want to do energetically, like in the spiritual realm? And then what do my hormones want to do, <laughs> you know, in my body? And how am I listening to my body? And how are those two things sort of interconnected? And so Marilyn, Marilyn Cap, the medium has explained to me that we are all astral projecting, whether we know it or not. So everyone is leaving their bodies when they sleep. Yes. It's just some people remember it and some people don't. And so it's like fine if you don't remember it. You know, it's more important that you're getting a good night's sleep. And I am right now doing a lot of blending with spirit work and it's a huge amount of energy and I'm so excited about it and I want to do it all the time but they were like hold up go to sleep <laughs> you know like take a few days because you need to replenish your energy because your energy is a resource that can be depleted so what are you doing exactly you said energy blending yeah i'm doing a new um kind of blending with spirit practice that i just like it completely took me by surprise but a friend of mine introduced me to it it's basically like opening up your chakras and inviting in you do protection, right? You always want to do protection, um, but inviting in your spirit team and allowing them to speak through you, um, move through you, things like that. And it took me completely by surprise because I didn't think, I didn't really think anything was going to happen. And like physically, and the moment she walked me into it, I started feeling this like spiraling sensation in my body and I am not someone who generally picks up on other people's physical like every once in a while I'll be like practicing with someone and I'll be like oh you have a headache you know <laughs> this was like really um like a constant spiraling of energy and so I was fascinated by that and I've been practicing with it 
but it requires a lot of grounding, a lot of attention to your energy levels, a lot of like replenishment of electrolytes and, um, you know, just paying attention. But it has changed physically for me. It's changed like what it is that I want to eat and things like that, which has been interesting. And also like I need a lot of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that happens to me as well when I read the Akashic Records. Not in every session. Every session is completely different. You never know how I'm going to channel. But yeah, it's happening. But it's fascinating because for you, you're saying you're really feeling that spiral of energy. So you're really clairsentient. For me, it's funny because the spirits go like, my turn. I want to speak. And and I can have like many weeks where no one does that. But some spirits I like, okay, me, me, me. But they are asking and I'm like, okay, just step in. And I can really feel them. They're coming on the side and they're going in my body, so to speak. And they're like settling. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, they speak and I have their rhythm, their words. And uh, yeah, it, it's really fun, but it does take a lot of energy, which I, I guess I get less encounters with spirit. And to get back to what's happening during our dreams, I took a week off of giving readings. And this week I had experiences during my dreams. The spirits came and interacted with me, gave me messages, songs and everything. And I'm like, oh, this is super interesting. I can really see the link between the two. Yeah, I think they're like, good for you for resting, <laughs> right? Because it's hard for us to get ourselves to rest. But also they're going to come in no matter what we're doing anyway. Exactly. Whatever way they can reach us, whether that's signs or other people sharing messages with us. Because I think a lot of times people think they're not getting messages from spirit, but they are. They're just getting them from their friends who are like saying yeah. to you, you know? <laughs> they're like, I don't know where that came from. They're like, I know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. I had, I think, a good two months where they would use my husband and my cat to send me messages. Really funny. Yeah. 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 Okay. I want to know when you told me that you were super excited that you were lucid dreaming. Um, like, were you too excited at some point? Did, did you, how do you say that? Did you get taken off the lucid dreaming because you were too excited? You mean when I, when I woke up from that dream or in that general I mean, the fact that you were super excited did it kick you out of the lucid part of the dream yeah so it it i think it has something to do with sort of like your adrenaline and your heart rate going up and spiking mm. and so you're like your body is like what's happening and it wakes you up and so in another thing that is helpful to know like when you're lucid dreaming is that um you start you start noticing that you have like recurring dream signs and this is supposed to be the sign that you see something and then you go like oh oh i'm seeing that like say i'm seeing like an orange square or something like that and then you go oh, okay let me test right okay so I think because I was getting so excited in my first dream, they decided that my dream sign would be bathrooms, like kind of gross bathrooms. And what it did for me was that I would then test, but I wouldn't be excited because I'd be sort of grossed out by it. Yeah. And then I would be able to go, oh, okay, I'm dreaming, and then kind of like walk away from it. And I never really did anything that exciting like i never flew or anything while i was dreaming but i could go and look for people who are on the other side and you know like see them and kind of like have little conversations with them but it was never like it was never as exciting as other people's <laughs> dream time where they're like i flew off this house and i like you know was 
I was in another country and I was wandering the streets. I was just like in some dirty bathroom and then I would leave it and have a conversation with someone, which is like so sort of par for the course. Yeah, I feel like your spirit guides are really funny <laughs> with the dirty bathroom. I would wake up every morning and say to James, like, God, it's just like the grossest, the grossest thing. And it's like, it, it made me wonder, you know, is it just like, is it some manifestation of like the clutter in my mind? <laughs> or is this like, you know, like I have to clean up my thoughts or I have to clean up my energy. And then eventually I realized like, no, I think it's actually that they're trying to keep me from getting all excited about it, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because oftentimes we think that everything related to the spirit world is magical and lyrical and i remember giving an akashic reading to a friend and i told her um i saw a past life where she was with her husband but back then they were brother and sisters in south america and they had a stand where they were selling potatoes <laughs> like oh so no past life where I'm a queen in France or something. Like it's so ordinary. Um, but she really got, you know, a lot of sense. Uh, the past life, it made sense what happened and how it's affecting her relationship to her husband. But yeah, we laughed about that. It's not always all glamorous. Yeah. And I think also, just a note on those past lives, I think those simple past lives are like sometimes teach you the most you know about like what is happiness mm -hmm. what really matters to us who are we at our core without like all of this like ambition and success and like craziness you know so i love that yeah okay now i want to know you say that you are meeting people from the other side um people who have passed how do you do that? So you go, okay, I'm lucid dreaming. I want to meet someone. Do you just call them? Do you open a door and say, okay, when I open the door, I'm going to see my grandma? So for me, um, so for people who don't know, the first season of my podcast, I, I, the whole podcast, but the first season of my podcast is about someone who I loved, who I call Jack, who passed very suddenly and unexpectedly. And he and I had always had a like psychic connection when we were together when we were very young and then like always like up until the time he passed all of these mysterious things had happened to kind of like bring us together and um like let me know that something was about to happen and so i he was the first person i was looking for in my lucid dreams and it was like it was just me being like okay my finger just went through my hand i must be dreaming let me go find him and I would sort of just wander around out of the bathroom, clearly, but like, in, like one of the ones I remember is that I was in a market and I just like walked out of the bathroom and like started wandering around this market looking for him. And then I like finally like found him. And then I was like, oh, you're here. Good. Like, let's talk. And we'd have sort of like a quick conversation and then it would transition into other things like we'd be in like other places and other things would be happening and it was never like i think for me it was never like the kind of conversation deep conversation that i really wanted to be having because i think i had probably like partial control over mm -hmm. the dream but a lot of my awakening has been about learning to surrender and trust. So surrender and control. And I think that part of the reason these experiences were so sort of like out of my control is because that was just a lesson that I needed to be learning at that time. So right. now when I have these experiences, I just sort of see where they take me. I don't like have a mission. I don't try to do anything. I just sort of wander around and see what happens. And it's been, it's been really wild lately, you know, like dreams about like giant squid aliens. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You're really in other realms. 
it's really interesting. It's really interesting. But like those people, like that, that my person on the other side and like my ancestors and stuff, they'll be there, you know, and they'll be part of the dream. But it's more like there's just this experience we're having where we're like, well, that's a strange thing to see outside the window. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And now that you are more experienced in lucid dreaming, do you still need to wake up four to six hours after you went to sleep and do journaling? Or is it something that happens naturally? So I do wake up naturally anyway. And I find that the lucid dreaming happens most often on those nights where I'm really frustrated and I can't get back to sleep. So it is like a silver lining of that experience of like tossing and turning and your mind is racing and things like that. But then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, whoa, <laughs> oh yeah, that definitely happened. So it, it is helpful for me, but I think that there are people who just kind of get into a rhythm of it and they don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And do you consider that there is a difference between lucid dreaming and astral projecting? Yeah, so astral projection, for people who don't know, is when you're like your energy, so your kind of spirit is leaving your body and projecting outward to be in the astral realm. And lucid dreaming, I think, is a part of astral projection, but your consciousness is still sort of wrapped up in your human consciousness, right? You're, you're kind mm. of like this personality, this life and things like that. Whereas I think when you astral project, a lot of times you're, you're kind of free of that identity in a way. Mm -hmm. And what Marilyn says is that we're all sort of having these experiences and, and playing, but also sometimes we have missions. And so our souls are going off to help people a lot of times um, by doing, you know, like unusual. So what she had told James, I'll tell his story. So we went to have brunch with Marilyn. She lives in California. Um, and it was like this six hour brunch. Because, <laughs> you know, you, when you're with someone that magical, it's just sort of like time and space cease to exist. And she said to him, and for people who don't know, like my husband is sort of a skeptic, but he's had a lot of wild things happen to him since my awakening, especially. And um, she said to him, sometimes you wake up and you have a strange taste in your mouth. And he was like, like, wow. Like, and he looked at me and he said, I haven't even told you this, but yeah. And he's like, it's not like morning breath. It's like some weird taste in my mouth. She goes, yeah, it's because you're astral projecting. And she told him that he sends his energy out and in places where they've had disasters, so like natural disasters or like earthquakes, wars, things like that, he will send his energy out and hold his energy body over the places where there are survivors. And his energy will attract rescuers to that space and I and and she said and you know that you're you do it when you do it you kind of stand like this and she put her hands out to like her sides and away from her hips and the funny thing about that is that that's the position James sleeps in because if he doesn't sleep that way his elbows fall asleep <laughs> so he sleeps like in this position and she's showing him this position and we thought oh well that's interesting like you know but like we believe Marilyn because she said so many other she's brought through so many other messages from our loved ones but it's sort of out there right you're like I don't have any like basis for this it's like I don't really context I don't have any context for this and then last month two months ago we were watching encounters on Netflix And the last episode is all about the Fukushima power plant disaster, nuclear disaster, and how a lot of times after these nuclear disasters, and specifically that one, a lot of mysterious things happen. So spirits were showing up, UFOs were showing up, like in abundance. And there was this guy, he's just a regular guy, he was a rescuer, and he said, as he was helping to find survivors, 
he would often see an orb of light hovering over the places where people were waiting to be rescued. And that's how he would know where to go. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's what Marilyn said. And so the reason I'm telling you this, and this kind of ties back to what you were saying about, you know, it's okay if you're not lucid dreaming, right? It's okay to just need to get sleep. Is that what that clarified for us is that, and I put this in my latest newsletter, is that that same year, James got really, really sick. He um, he had this mystery illness. No one really knew what it was. He had to be on IV antibiotics. Like a nurse had to come every day and give him IV antibiotics. Like the antibiotics made his teeth turn. It was like crazy. And we never knew really what it was. And when that, it, when I watched Encounters and saw that man saying that story, and I was like, that's what James does. And then I realized that was the year, that was the same time frame that James got sick. I was like, that's what happened. He astral projected, he carried some of that toxic energy back with him and it manifested into his body. And I talked to Marilyn about it and she was like, yep, that's like totally a possibility. Like that's totally what happens sometimes to people is that they're going out and they're spending so much of their energy and then they're collecting it. And if you're not protecting yourself, it can affect your body. And so it's important to ground. It's important to do protection before you go to bed. It's important to, when you wake up, release the energy, whether or not, you know, cause James doesn't know that he's actually projecting and like send it up into the universe and then down into the earth so that that energy can be cycled through you. So this is all to say, <laughs> astral projection, I do think that we're all doing it. Um, I think it's closely linked to lucid dreaming, but I think that the lucid dreaming is still sort of this attachment to who we are and our identities. And the astral projection is like a completely different like soul mission. Yeah. And as you said, James is a bit of a skeptic. So does he now that he knows about it or is he still like no nah, i'm not sure this is crazy i think he's like oh that sounds interesting but like i don't i think he's like i don't remember any of it so like i don't know what bearing this has on my life but i will say after i talked to marilyn about it he did say he did like do the protection you know he does like send the energy up and out of his body and things like that. Because I think there's a part of him that's like, well, what can it hurt? You know, right. if this is actually going to help me to like stay healthy and, um, you know, feel better, then why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. And also when you say that we're very busy when we are asleep, we're also meeting with Lots of people with we are meeting with our spirit guides and we are meeting with our teacher guide at some point I asked and I was told that I'm meeting my husband and we're making plans like okay so this is where we are in our lives and and what we're going through together and I don't remember any of it but we are there you know discussing so it's fun to know that in our 3d lives we are making our own plans but our souls are there and planning as well so um yeah we're very busy so sometimes when we wake up and we don't feel fully recharged it might be a night that we met many, many different people. I mean, we're never completely cut from our guides, for sure. I mean, we keep getting signs from them, but and the same for our soul family. We do meet them when we are asleep. We just don't remember it. Yeah, and I think, too, it's like such a good reminder because when we're meeting, we're basically like we're discussing right are we on track with the things that we set out here to do and what the message that i got is that yeah you know we're having these meetings and if things are not on track they will put things in place to help us get back on track and that includes the things that we think of as being 
hard or bad or like inconvenient yeah inconvenient exactly and we're like oh that person or those things that happen but in reality we have to thank those people or those things because they're helping us to like realign they said to me it's like a conveyor belt and like you're trying to like control like move the conveyor belt but the conveyor belt only moves in one direction and so they're like keeping you from breaking it basically and i love that i think that's such a important lesson in gratitude yeah yeah and um before we end um is there anything you want to say about your lucid dreaming are you at a certain different point nowadays do you still do it i do it a little bit i'm definitely paying attention to my dreams um i do though make my sleep a priority like resting because i am doing so much connecting on a conscious level mm -hmm. and so i think that it's important for people to know that if they're going to try it out like you know like don't don't do it like every night <laughs> you want to be doing it like probably at the most like once a week maybe once every couple of weeks um i would also say you know, if you are interested in lucid dreaming, like the first step is to start journaling and remembering your dreams more. The second step is to start like testing your reality throughout your day. And then I think the third thing is really to like read and learn as much as you can about lucid dreaming. It's going to be the same information over and over, but it's just going to make it so that it's at the forefront of your mind. And so that makes a huge difference, I think, in terms of like your ability to do it when you are doing this, like wait, they call it wait back to bed routine or any of the other ways that people um, are doing it. And then also like, if you're tired, like don't do it, <laughs> you know? go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And also set the intention when you go to sleep that this is what you want to do. It works so well like i oftentimes to set an in intention when i go to sleep because you know busy lives i'm not always like into my spiritual stuff 24 7 but when i do it it really works and um yeah you haven't mentioned that so i don't know if you still have if you do have it too but when i go to sleep i kind of feel like like my spirit is kind of trying to get out or like this or sometimes you go into the mattress if you for the people who sleep on their bellies um so either going up or going in the mattress so i can really feel like okay i'm setting the intention okay i would like to have an encounter with my spirit guides and know anything you wanted to tell me, any experiences you want me to have. And I picture them. Um, and then I kind of let everything float a bit. It's kind of as it, allowing my spirit to move as it wishes. And it's kind of, it's not scary, but it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm still awake. I'm not fully asleep. Don't do this. But I'm going, I'm getting this sense of, okay, I'm, I'm really fluid right now. I'm, I'm ready to, to travel into other realms. And when I get that and I have dreams afterwards, the dreams will be very significant. So do you have anything physical like that? I have, not when I'm falling asleep, I have the sensation of like dropping back into my body when I wake up. Oh, wow. So I'll feel this like, it's like, I will think for a while, I thought my dog was jumping on the bed. Mm. But it wasn't, it was just me sort of. And then I, I also would feel like, I thought we were having like little earthquakes, mm -hmm. but it was just my body. <laughs> it was just me coming, my energy coming back into my body. So, yeah, so I'm getting it before and you're getting it after. Exactly. So that's just like such a testament to the fact that it's different. You know, it's different for every single person. And yeah, um, yeah. like just embrace the experience that you're having and don't feel like you need to compare it to anyone else's and yeah. see where it takes you. And say when I say that I'm meeting my spirit guides, I don't always see my spirit guides as 
you know, in human form or anything like that. So just so that people aren't frustrated, um, when they show themselves to me in a dream, I get really excited, a bit like, you know, the experience you told me. Um, and when I get too excited, I kick myself out of it. So what they do is that they take other appearances, but they answer my question. So if I've been asking them a question about something for a while, and I didn't fully get the response, or I did get the response once and I forgot about it, they're going to come back in a dream and give the same message, but in a different way. And then I wake up and then I'm like, why did this person, like it's a neighbor that I don't talk to, and then I go, oh, but this person's in exactly what the spirit guide said. So <laughs> my spirit guides are there like kind of winking. And I'm like, okay, I get the message. I really forgot about that piece of information. I'm going to put it into practice. Thanks, guys. And I think, too, they never are going to let you. Like, I think they're used to us being sort of dense and forgetting things or not getting the message the first time. And they will just keep bringing it up if you're not remembering so mm -hmm. i don't feel like i i used to feel like oh no what if i if i what if i forget you know what if i forget something but the truth is like they're not it's fine like they're not gonna let you you can't do it wrong you're you're not doing anything wrong yeah i think it's andy Puticum who was saying he's the co-founder of headspace and he he uh, used to be a he was a monk for three years in his younger days I think it's him who said like he had a notebook in his little monk's room uh, to note things down because he would get things while he was meditating. He doesn't say channeling, but he would get like, I don't know, epiphanies or things like that. And the monk didn't want him to have the notebook. And he said, if it's really important, you're going to remember it. And I feel like it's the same things with our spirit guides. like. It's fine if we forget because they understand they have been incarnated before. And we're all spirit guides in training. We're all going to be spirit guides someday. And having that human experience on earth is what is helping us, helping others in the future, you know, having that experience. Well, they totally get it. They they don't have emotions like we do. They aren't frustrated. Sometimes they find us funny, but you know, they're never judging or they're never angry at us. Yep. They're just like, oh, there she goes. Letting <laughs> that slip again. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll remind her later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joy. This was so much fun and fascinating. Is there anything else you would like to say before we end our discussion? No, I don't think so. I just, I think just like, you know, there are so many ways to access like the astral realm and our spirit guides and our loved ones on the other side. And it's a language that you build with your team and spirit. I think we all have this like team and spirit that's helping to support us and keep us on track. And um, lucid dreaming is one way to do that, but it's not the only way. And so mm -hmm. if people are feeling like, they want to try lucid dreaming, they sh absolutely should. But if they're not feeling guided to it, then, you know, there are so many other things to explore and ways to make that connection. And like, you're already making that connection, even if you don't know it. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I know you're a busy woman. So uh, do you want to say what you're doing right now? How can people reach out to you? Yeah, so the second season of my podcast, The Glimmering, just aired on Wednesday. Um, I'm not sure at this point if there's going to be a third season. We'll see how it goes. Um, but at the moment, what I'm working on, I started a Substack. It's my name, joyueno.substack.com. And there I do a weekly writing. And then I'm also in January going to start airing bonus episodes, which are like the podcast in the way they sound. They'll be like the lucid dreaming episode. So okay. for people who don't know, 
each season of my podcast, all of the episodes are connected to each other. So they're telling like one story over six episodes, like serial. Um, but not like serial because it's not true crime, it's just spirituality. Um, and then the new, the bonus episodes are just going to be like standalones. So mm-hmm. each one will be about a topic. Um, January, I believe, is going to be about money and spirituality. And then, um, you know, February will be about love and soulmates and twin flames. Like yeah. So um, I'm going to start doing that in the new year. And then we'll see what unfolds in my life as far as like if there is a third season to be made. Yeah, because you're talking about your life and your experiences. So you want to wait and see if something new comes up? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think what people don't really understand is that the first two seasons of the podcast, that's information, that's like stuff that happened to me over the course of three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's probably like a little bit of a waiting period (laughs) before anything else comes through that can make like a complete season. Right. I totally get it. And I know how it's tiring when we have projects like that. It's really, really draining. So I know how you would like to get a pause. I don't like for you to have a pause personally because your podcast is my favorite podcast. (laughs) Thank you. But I understand that um, we really need these pauses. Yeah, I am. I'm also working on a um, piece of fiction like a novel and the substack and and the podcast so it's it's a lot of moving parts um so it won't be like a complete pause there are definitely going to be pieces of content coming out just great you know not a full season quite yet yeah wonderful wonderful Well, thank you so much, Joy, for coming on the Tea with Intuitives podcast. And um, yeah, I'll keep following the glimmering. Super excited for what is coming up for you. Thank you, Melly. Thank you so much, Joy, for coming on the Tea with Intuitives podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you and dive into your magical world. And thank you all for listening to this episode. And remember to go check out Joy's podcast and subscribe to her Substack. And this was the last Tea Intuitives episode before a while until I finished writing my book. You can keep in touch with me via Instagram, YouTube, my newsletter, And I am wishing you all a magical winter and I'll see you around in the podcast universe when it gets warmer. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye.